0: i you're welcome back to the second hour of Tip Today. 1800 938 007 is our free phone number. The text and WhatsApp is 083 311 Now, could I preface my next conversation by saying that some of the details that we'll be talking about is harrowing and uh, heartbreaking and um, you know uh, anyway just to preface it uh, with that I'm delighted to be joined by Dr Jim O'Shea and Jim is a retired counsellor and therapist from Thurless he's published the first of three volumes about the impact of multiple personality disorders. The subject of the book is Margaret, a rather extraordinary 68-year-old woman, and uh, Dr O'Shea is with me. Jim, good morning to you. Uh, Good morning, Fran. And uh, thank you so much for coming in to us. It is fair to preface what we say by by saying it is heartbreaking, Jim, and I know it has broken your heart.
1: It has, and I, I feel very emotional about it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Tell me about... Margaret, and maybe your first meeting with yeah, her,
1: Yeah, I'll go through our story. Yeah. But what I'd like to do, basically, is just uh, look at the story of her childhood and then maybe see the impact of that upon her in terms of her brain, because it's all about the brain, basically. Yeah. And, and my my therapy is a brain therapy, it's a neural therapy, EMDR. And what I would say about it, and, and I'd like listeners to take this away, if they childhood sexual abuse now she suffered physical abuse and verbal as well but child sexual abuse is quite widespread and going for talk therapy will not solve it it will it could it could actually make it worse for you because it doesn't process so you need a trauma therapy and the best one in the world is emdr um, and there is a there's an EMDR therapist in Clonmel I can't give her name because I didn't yeah. ask for permission yeah. okay. there's one in Bansh, and there's one in Tipperary and there's myself now I, I am retired uh, so I hope to do some voluntary work with Ukrainians and people there. there's a new there's a new one in, in, in Kilkenny mm. uh, and it is the best therapy you have for childhood yeah. so
0: it's for. a very specific therapy
1: yeah, yeah it's a trauma okay. therapy and it goes back into the womb because the womb can be a distressful place. So I'll I'll talk about that as well. Yes, okay. So but Margaret. Yes, in mm. in November November 2016, Margaret arrived. She she lives quite a long distance away, maybe 80, 80 kilometres away. And uh, she was very jovial, as I say in the book, a silver-haired woman at the time. Uh, she was about, I don't know what age she was at the time, over 60, she's now 70. I've had her every week since then. And uh, she she was she joked away and she said she was coming to see me because her husband had MS and uh, she was found being a carer distressing and felt felt trapped by it. So I was smiling, to myself. this is this would be no problem at all to EMDR, this is easy peasy for EMDR, <laughs> you know. Because that is a trauma, it's a trauma being a carer. Uh, because I was a carer myself for my wife for some time and fortunately she recovered. So you can get compound or complex uh, uh, post-traumatic stress from that because it's ongoing, you never know what to expect, so it's quite dangerous. Uh, So she casually mentioned then that she had been abused sexually as a child and then I I really sat up because... um, to to heal uh, childhood sexual abuse is very difficult. It, it causes immense damage to the brain. All, all childhood abuse damages our brain, uh, but the child, but sexual abuse is is the worst. And and uh, I don't know exactly why it, it why it damages the brain more. Um, hard to say, but it takes longer to heal it than other types of abuse. Uh, so I kept that in mind. So I began the EMDR therapy. There's eight phases. So Later on in the point of time, I'll explain mm. what EMDR is. And mm. If any uh, listener wants to find out who may have suffered abuse as a child or any kind of abuse at any stage of their lives, and wants to know about EMDR, if they email me, so I'm jpposhe45 at gmail.com and I'll send them an explanation okay. of
0: and, and Emma will have that, just in case anybody mentioned, uh, yeah. just missed it there uh, yeah. as well. OK. Um, t- tell me about the abuse, if you can,
1: um, because it was from
0: multiple sources, wasn't
1: it? Uh, there was. But basically just... Uh, I began to process the, the, the problems she had as a carer, mm. and she began to convulse in the chair, and she was burping, and it was all over the place. And I realised immediately that the brain had now gone to the sexual abuse, and uh, that's what the brain does. Uh, it, it'll go through all the, the traumatic uh, things that happen to you, the, the EMDR does. So I had to I had to stop it. And I, I the next day she came, I tried it again. Now, this would be quite normal for somebody who'd come with uh, childhood sexual abuse, that they would get these physical ab reactions. Uh, but these were so so bad that I couldn't... She was going outside what we call the window of tolerance... So I had, to, I had to stop it. Uh, and I discussed it with my, with my uh, supervisor, who was a consultant psychiatrist, and he mentioned dissociation, so I knew I was in trouble at that stage. So I was fortunate I had him. So I'll tell her story. Mm. Uh, so our childhood will determine how we're going to be as adults, and that goes right back to the womb. Now, AMDR, I always do the womb in a m d r because the womb can be a very distressing place. So, what happens if a mother is, shall we say, is worried or anxious or depressed? She releases cortisol, and and and, and this can be reversed. By the way, so any mother who was anxious, yes. I just want to assure them, this can be can be reversed. She releases cortisol. Uh, through the umbilical cord into the placenta, and the child will be vulnerable to depression and anxiety later in life. Uh, So Margaret's mother was anxious and depressed, uh, and she would have had to come for therapy at any rate, but not with the same awful issues that that happened. Uh, So what what happens there is that our brain is not developed in, in the womb, except... There is one aspect of it—the amygdala, which is the two little it comes from what I'm and They're in each hemisphere of the brain, and they can be bigger. So, um, so Margaret would have had these issues one way or the other, but not not to the horrible extent she had. And they can be reversed if the mother is actually warm. It mightn't be the mother's fault that she's anxious she thought about, it, but if she's warm later. But Margaret's mother was cold and punitive and critical. Um, so that that's a factor. But at the age of four, her father began to groom her. Now, the child will trust the father, and he was a real expert at grooming her, and she thought this was love. He was loving her. And it went to the most extreme sexual abuse at four. So that's hard to get your head around that. So the father should be a protector, and she she saw this as love uh, because she's an innocent child. But instead of being the protector, he was abusing her, but worse still, at the age of seven... He said to her that, I want you to love your uncle in the same way as you're loving me. And he said, I will really love you for that if you do that for me. And so he brought her to the uncle and he joined in that abuse. And then there was a guy that I call Mr. Important. I'm not sure if that's a good name for, for for this awful, awful person. He was well known in the community, well respected. And he was the worst of them. So so they used to bring this poor child and, and it's so emotional but uh he used to bring this poor child to, to to Mr Important's house and they would all abuse her. And uh this went on and at about eleven and a half when she was in first year, twelve years of age, um, she became pregnant uh and they were in a dilemma because they wanted to save their respectability. So they decided that they would abort her. Now, the mother knew, and this makes it really hard, the mother knew, but this veneer of respectability was so important that was put before the the, the welfare of this this poor, innocent child. So Mr. Important went to the school, and uh, the the school, the the headmistress of the school was a nun, and so he was well-respected. He said he needed her to help him. So uh, she, released, she released Margaret, 12-year-old child, uh, and the mother used to keep warning her, you know, if your periods stop, don't let them stop. Now, the child didn't understand that, that if they stopped, she would she would be expecting a but child. But this was putting blame on her almost. Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, the impact was awful, but right. it's hard to get your head around this. So, so this this man came, he took the child, he took her to a doctor. So the doctor... Must have been somehow involved, though only on that occasion. And she was molested while he did the abortion. By by the doctor. By the doctor, yes. She also went, when she was 10, she went to confession to a priest. uh, And he wouldn't give her absolution, he said, you know, you're telling lies, go back and do what your parents want. My God. So oh my was, God. He, he wasn't involved in the book but that, that was, uh, I mean, she lost her faith over that, uh, over a number of years, although she is a person mm. of enormous spirituality and creativity. So the abortion was done that day. The, Mr. Important took her home to his house, gave her whiskey, brought her back to the school, told the, the, the nun that... that she had stolen his whiskey, and the nun beat her. And it's hard to get your head around the enormity of that. The child aborted, brought back to school, you know, the, the, the lack of care. You couldn't really describe it, I think, you know, and, and I, it had me in tears, you know. So if we look at that, that the enormity of that abuse, so there was sexual, there was physical, there was verbal, because as she grew into a teenager... Uh, she began to resist, and, and then they would beat her, and, and she felt felt trapped. So what happens to people when they suffer such enormous abuse is that their brain fragments. So our brain, through love, kindness, affection, uh, if we get that, our brain develops in an integrated way. So her brain was fractured, uh, and she developed from a very early age because if a child is abused, they dissociate as if it's happening to somebody else. And with extreme abuse, that somebody else becomes what we call an ego part. DID uh, is dissociative identity disorder, it used to be always multiple personality, mm-hmm. and they break into what we call ego parts or dissociative parts. Uh, technically known as action systems. Hmm.
0: Uh, and we would know them as personalities, is that it? Exactly, exactly.
1: because they yeah. all have their own, I think multiple personality disorder is probably a better but term. Certain, yes. They all have their own personality. Uh, they have their own outlook, they have their own role. Hmm. And, it's a, and they have a very narrow outlook, so there's often conflict between them. These are real, and I talk to them. And I emailed them, and I counseled them, and I got to know all of them down throughout the years. The, the separate personalities. Yes. You, you, you contacted them separately. Yes, I did. I counseled them. Now, I'll tell you about it. So, this is known as structural dissociation. Yes. So, structural dissociation is a bad thing. We we dissociate from our feelings. Structural dissociation is a separate thing. It's where our brain fragments, and we have these these, these ego parts. But I just call them parts, you know. Um, and... Uh, there are four levels of this. So DID is the worst of the worst, but there's also the worst of the worst in the worst. So you have primary dissociation. And now the parts are known as ANP, an apparently normal part. So this would be Margaret that you meet on the street, but there could be three different Margarets or two different Margarets. The, the the you could get the the jolly one, you could get the very positive one, you get the one who can who can function quite well. Uh, you might get an emotional one, but they're, they're different. So these are NPs, And then you have EPs. These are emotional parts. Uh, so, for example, she had a part called Depression, capital D, who tried to kill her. And She, she com- tried to commit suicide many times because depression would... So I said to Depression, well, well if you kill her, you're going to die. And I said, oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> and it eased up, you know. So... It, when you look at, at, at structural dissociation, you have four types. So the first type is primary dissociation, where you have one ANP, one apparently not a part one EP, and then you have secondary, where you have, uh, you have one ANP and two EPs. Then you have tertiary, where you'll have maybe two ANPs and maybe two or three EPs. But there's a new one that they've defined, which is quaternary structural dissociation, only in the last few years. And this is where you'd have, you'd have maybe four or five uh, ANPs and any number of EPs. So Margaret had that. She the worst of the worst. She had at least five ANPs and uh, 82 EPs. she had 87 parts. Right, 87 parts. 87 parts. So yeah. is that like 87 personalities? Yes, exactly. All different personalities. The God Jesus part is a beautiful part. Yes, yeah. Calls me my friend. Yeah. And I was with you. You probably don't remember where I talked about uh, collective unconscious of Jung. It's a bit like that where people connect. You know, uh, so I would connect my spiritual part would connect with 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 uh, Margaret. It's the same as you and I are connecting. Mm. Our brains are actually connecting right now. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so she had this and my supervisor said you're going to have to use said, Jim you're going to have to use uh, family systems therapy I said, that's fine but I had a family of 87 <laughs> now they only emerge gradually Fran. you know some of them are listening and they're hiding uh-huh. they're listening will you, will you explain that to us because you see most of our experience comes from Hollywood
0: movies here yes, where yes. we have these very um, uh, profound uh, you know changes between personalities yes. it's much more subtle than that or is it?
1: Um, well I don't know whether it's subtle or not it's a reality uh, okay. that is not seen okay. and that you don't, you don't notice I mean if you met if you met Margaret she's a perfectly normal person right. but you don't know which Margaret it is you know okay. or if you okay. see Margaret who's depressed that's not just depression that is the ego part depression who has seized her a dark vicious part who's now eating out of the palm of my hand because when you counsel them you have to be really nice to them and you have mm. to stay going and be nice. And eventually they'll come on side. And do they interact with each other? Do they, they argue with each uh, other, for example? Well, the thing about it is that, they, that sometimes they're not aware of each other. Okay. So part of the therapy is to make them aware of each other. Oh, right. And they have these inner meetings. And they send me they would send me the minutes of their meetings. Like It's absolutely fascinating. It's all in the book, the, the inner meetings. Um, and yes, you're quite right. Because they have different roles. And the roles varies. You could have someone with a very positive role, a practical role, and then you have someone with a very protective role. And uh, so there's often clashes between them and enmity between them. And the role of the therapist is to bring harmony. So it took me five and a half years to do that to break harmony and I succeeded in the end in doing that so they're all uh, the,
0: the the rest of you, you you brought us up to her teen years and that, but I mean the rest of her life was, was, was very difficult as well
1: wasn't it? Yes it was she she left home uh, probably about 17 and went to Dublin to live uh, she had, didn't sit her limbs up but she came back and sat it and and she's a uh, very intelligent woman, isn't she? Oh, enormously, of yeah, yeah. course. She doesn't believe she's enormously intelligent, and 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 uh, enormously creative. Mm. You should see the, the artwork she does, you know, because I used the I used the, the her artwork for the cover of the book. Now it's kind of concealed under the, uh, but the next I, I have some I have some lovely stuff for the next volumes mm. uh, that I will use. But
0: her family life was difficult afterwards, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Yes, her mother was very critical and cruel. But, she, but you know, yeah. girls girls will always want the approval of their mother. That's the evolutionary. Yes, And yeah. boys will want the approval of their dad. But both parents are very important. But there is that pull towards one. So the mother was always critical mm. of her. But she was very unfortunate in that... Um, I, I think it was at a dance she met this man who was uh, very charming... You always want watch the charming ones who want a quick commitment. They're generally controlling. So she married this man, uh, uh, and it was extraordinary. He he was an extremely controlling person. Uh, so and they're like Jekyll and Hyde. So you marry the nice Jekyll, and then you suddenly find you're living with a nasty Hyde. You know, but she understood nothing of that when she came to me, and she was sixty at the time. Uh, I think around sixty. Uh, she she didn't realise she was being controlled, and he controlled her by his, his being a victim. Uh, and her she married into this farm, and that was quite common. Uh, and always with bad results or generally with bad results because the parents-in-law were controlling. Now, this woman, um, he, he showed her nothing about the farm. When she was pregnant, she, she used to have to walk to the bus two miles uh, and he wouldn't he wouldn't bring her in the car. Uh, uh, and he was buying machinery because he he was narcissistic, if you like, but on a good show, and the farm fell into debt. And uh, there's a lot in the book about the auction. It was a, a big mm, trauma for yeah. her. She worked three jobs. This is a woman with quaternary structured division who had three jobs. She had a full day job, she worked at the weekend, and she worked at night.
0: And she was a mother, of
1: course. And she was a mother of yeah. five children. So the farm, uh, the auction came about where they were going to sell. The machine. you know, she hid the tractor. She's a great sense of humour. So she hid the tractor. Yeah. She's a very inventive woman. I've never met anybody like her. You know, I've mm. huge admiration for her. And she poo pooes all this kind of stuff. So she hid the tractor. She knew nothing about farming because he showed her nothing. So uh, she stood there. On a January day in the freezing cold, the electricity had been co- cut off. She put little mattresses around the, the stove uh, in, in, in the kitchen, and they slept there to stay warm. Uh, and she stood in the yard in the freezing cold, holding a baby with the other children around her, as as the farm equipment was being sold. And what did her husband do? You'd expect him, spineless, to be in there uh, to be there helping her. What did he do, Fran? He went to the doctor, and he said he was really depressed. And the doctor was all sympathy, sent him off to hospital. The nurses pampered him in hospital, and were all sympathy for him. While she was there trying, she to,
0: was up there to deal
1: with. She this. was trying to deal with that. And in those days, women were poorly regarded. Yeah. Uh, so she, she 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 managed to she had she was able she had ten calves i think now she needed to to fatten them and sell them but the father in law had the had the uh, i don't know whether she say the red book or some kind of books uh, because the son owed him money and the father wouldn't give them to her uh and she and Dyer, need a father in law i should say wouldn't give them to her well eventually she got them and and uh, she fattened the calves. She got some meal, somebody uh, gave her credit. She mm. dealt with the ACC, though they didn't want to deal with her. They said, This is not a woman's work. Yeah. Uh, and and so she successfully saved the farm. Uh, I think she had to pay back the father in law, though, didn't she? She had. Yeah. Yeah, she had to pay back the father in law. It doesn't bear thinking about it.
0: Where did she get that strength from? With all of her difficulties, where where did that emerge from? I don't
1: know where she got it from. She always talked about her core. Yes. So the core was the part that uh, had escaped the abuse, and she always protected the core. So she had a very strong core. Um, So I don't know where she got it from, but she had it. That's all I know. I don't know how she survived, how she held down three jobs. She had to go back to work quite quickly because there was no money coming in. She had to maintain, the agreement when she went in was that she would maintain the parents and all? so she had to pay, pay them, and they were as mean. So her husband would buy a bun for himself, and he'd eat the bun and all the children looking on his grandchildren looking on him, it was incredible. So all her life, she's still looking after him to this day. Uh, uh, so all her life has been full of trauma and... Uh, She's at a better place now, but still, we have now, at the moment, this is in volume three, we're gone back to using the EMDR. I had to abandon that for five years. Yes. It was just too powerful. Uh, and we, we have now uh, processed the tragic dose for the father, the uncle, and Mr. Important, but we're looking at the um, the abortion right now. And she just blew up the last day with that. She got diarrhea, she was vomiting. Uh, so. I didn't see her this week. She felt she needed to... Uh, so this is ongoing, Jim. Oh, it's this ongoing, is yeah, ongoing. and I don't know how many more years uh, it's going to take. You're, you're talking about a number of years yet before I would hope to integrate the parts. So the 87 parts are now down to maybe about... Nine or ten, you know. So, my god,
0: uh, uh, darkness is one of the parts that intrigued me. Yes, um, that th- th- that was like the depression. Is that uh, fair to it, say? It,
1: uh, it, it, it's like depression, it is a, it's a separate part from depression, uh, and there's blackness as well. Yes, now, blackness is a very interesting part. Blackness is the one that held the pain uh, because they all have a function. So blackness had all the pain. So she didn't feel the pain. The pain was in, and eventually blackness began to explode with pain. Uh, And uh, I counseled blackness for maybe several months. And I I used a particular therapy on EMDR. And my supervisor says, uh, try and use a filter to filter the... Now, this sounds bizarre, you know. So we filtered the pain from, from blackness and eventually the pain went and, it, and then it became light a new part was actually created so I don't actually know where light is at the moment but Can you explain a little bit about EMDR to me is that a form of hypnosis? No it's no. not Okay. No it's not it's actually the best uh, uh, trauma therapy in the world um, and it's only now beginning it's very big in America it was founded by Francine Shapiro who, who died a couple of years ago uh, and it was developed uh, she was out walking one day, I think she was in the wood, and her eyes were moving, and she felt different and she began to experiment so it's kind of based upon rem sleep, rapid eye movement sleep. we get rapid eye movement sleep every ninety minutes and and it's a very important part of our sleep because if we don't if it's disrupted, we don't sleep very well so it's got eight phases now, if anybody wants to know about it. I've given my, my yes. email address and I can send an explanation of it. And there is somebody in Clonmel that, that does it. Um, so phase four, is so you take the history, you do some relaxation techniques, you do a float back to see when you felt it. But phase four is the, is, is the processing stage where you take the target and you process it. And you can measure it. How disturbing is this to you on a scale of not to 10? So if they say 8 or 9, now she, she was 10, obviously. She had post-traumatic stress um, uh, disorder. She had complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, so EMDR will kill off that. Um, it is very dangerous in terms of DID because... Uh, because it 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 is not able to process very severe stuff until you have actually bought calmness to the okay. to the person, and then it will process. it. So it will process ninety nine percent of of trauma. Right,
0: but it has to be with great care. Uh, absolute
1: care. Yeah, yeah, absolute care. So I was astounded when she was she was being re traumatized, and uh, I, I, uh, she also
0: lost her son Jim, and uh, I mean. How can any? I mean, you must have been in such admiration that any one human being could cope at all with what I was. was inflicted on her.
1: Yeah, but but it was quite distressing for me apart from her story, because let me put it this way: you never knew who was coming, so it could be a five-year-old. There was there was a five-year-old. She was the Mary part. I call yeah. her Mary. And uh, would she speak like a five-year? Would she have the vocabulary yeah. of a five-year-old? Yes, yes, she would, and and. uh when I was uh, when I started to, to process Mister Importance's abuse, not the abortion, she cowered down on the floor like that, with her hands over her head.
0: Fatal position. Yeah, yeah
1: the fatal position, cowering, and uh, but I, I'm used to that because I'm, I'm quite well trained. So that, but what 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 bothered me was how was she going to get home? This five-year-old was actually driving. And the teen part, the Sally part, we call her Sally, uh, she, she said, oh, you know, she said, I learned how to drive. I've been watching her for years. <laughs> and she oh. would drive. So one day uh, she came in. I never knew what to expect. That, that was the, the, the disturbing part of it. Um, but I became quite comfortable. But one day she peeped in the door at me and she looked at me and her eyes wide open said, who are you? And then she shot out. And then she peered in again and into the car. The car was going up and down my road. I, I live in a very narrow road. Uh, and was going up and down and up and down. And, and, and uh, that part uh, was a part called Defiant. And it thought that I was the doctor who actually aborted her. My God. So we had we, we, we did a lot of work on that. I, 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 I talked to the find many times after that, and finally it, it realised that I wasn't the doctor, it was profusely ashamed and so on. So I, I had to, in the end, insist that she had somebody with her because now she she can drive on her own now, but because my big fear was she would crash. It just take her nine hours to get home sometimes, you know, to go maybe 80 kilometres. You know.
0: It's the most incredible story. Um... I
1: know that you would probably play it down, Jim, but what about the effect on you? It had a very distressing effect on me, yeah. And, and you know, if you had a proper... Now, she wouldn't go and see a psychiatrist, and depression wouldn't let her see a psychiatrist because depression would see antidepressants as trying to kill it. And it says, I'm not going to be killed, you know. But you, you, you'd need a multidisciplinary team to deal with this. So here was I. <laughs> it's not a threat of dealing with it. So I was lucky I had Dr. Miller to help me. Uh, and um, the worst part of it for me, not the ab reactions, because I would be used to dealing with that, you know, and I would know how to calm them, uh, because uh, in EMDR there's lots of calming techniques. Mm. Uh, it was the uncertainty of would she get home, would she crash, what would happen to her? That was the uh, that was the big thing for me, because once she was home, she was safe enough.
0: The the book is not for the faint-hearted. It's about eight hundred pages, isn't it? it's, yes, it's, it's a, a, a hu- huge game. book. Yeah. Where, where is it available, Jim? By the way?
1: Well, you see, I didn't um, I didn't look for a publisher hmm. for it. Uh, uh, I I published it myself, so. You get it on Amazon, but if anybody wants the book, if any booksellers want the book, if they contact me, I can get it quite cheaply, and I'll, yes. I'll just give it to them for the, whatever I paid, and they, they can make a good profit. Over okay, it. because it's it's yeah.
0: a fascinating read. Yeah. It's yeah. tragic. It's difficult. But yeah. it's, and I was probably most taken with her letters, Jim.
1: Yes, where well she would write to the, her father or her yeah. uncle. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, was Mister Important ever named? Oh, I know his name, You yeah. know his name. I do, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Would, would everybody know his name?
1: Oh, I, well, I mean, he's dead, don't Yes, serious, I know. You and know. I mean,
0: I don't want oh, you to name him, but would At the time, he, he was a, he a very really public well figure. I got
1: But we have kind of decided we won't reveal who of he course, was. Of course, yes. But
0: it appears there was a paedophile
1: ring. Uh, absolutely, yes, there was, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think the priest in confession was a paedophile, but uh, yeah. he colluded. The priest wasn't involved, but, you know, he did molest her while she was being aborted. Uh, it was the, this the is three. the doctor,
0: not the Sorry, the
1: doctor. Yeah, uh, yeah the yeah. Yeah, the people, certainly those three, the two brothers and, and Mr. Important, right. yeah, but there were others who colluded, you know. And with
0: respect, the nuns must have suspected. I mean, they were intelligent women. They must have suspected.
1: They wouldn't suspect. Would they not? No, no. This Mr. Important was well-known. Mr. Well Important known. comes and takes a girl out of a class. And yes, well-known, well-respected, and... My God. Off the record, I'll tell you later about him. All right,
0: Jim. Mm-hmm. Really good to talk to you, and congratulations Thank on the most uh, wonderful book. But really, congratulations to Margaret, who's an extraordinary woman. Yeah, She's extraordinary same. human being. Yeah. Jim, thanks. Thanks very much indeed.
1: You're very welcome. Thanks